Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello there, and welcome to Coffee with Keith, a podcast for the LGBTQ plus community. I'm your host, Dr. J. Keith Brown, also known as The Bi Guy, and my mission in life as well as business is to help my fellow bisexuals turn their hurting into healing and their healing into happiness. This podcast, however, is for the entire LGBTQ plus community. Subjects we'll cover include spiritual trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole lot more. Two disclosures, though, please, if I may. The first is this. The views expressed on this podcast are either those of myself or my guests, and they should be considered as such. Secondly, I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, grab that cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this Wednesday Table Talks episode. Hope you're having a great week so far. Um, I have been busy. I uh, was really excited about a week or so ago. I took uh, several days and re-recorded the Wipeout Trauma course videos, which uh, is out now. If you haven't had a chance to check out that course, please do. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's you know, I, I thought about pricing this course more, but I thought, well, you know, I just want to put something out there for people that'll help them really get them some results and make it so affordable that people can't. I don't. I think you can't help but think it's a it's a good deal. So uh, do check it out. It's called Wipeout Trauma, and there is a link in the show notes. Obviously, you can go check that out. I'd I'd love to have you as a student in there, and it's going to help you put together that game plan for healing. All right. I also let me also say if you have been listening to this podcast and you've been enjoyed it, and I hope that you have, whether it's the Wednesday Table Talks or the Friday Bible Talks or both. Um, I would really appreciate it if you would take just a few moments on whatever platform you're on, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or Google Podcast, whatever the case may be, and please give it an honest five-star rating and maybe just a quick word of review uh, to positively help this podcast reach more people because, yes, it's it's good for my business. I won't deny that. But more importantly, it's going to help 
reach people with positivity and and encouragement and hopefully some lessons that they can can grab hold of and become stronger in their identity as well as any allies who happen to listen and can pick up on some nuances of how they can better serve and help others who are part of the community. So please do help us in the organic growth of this podcast. We really do appreciate it so very much. All right, today I just want to take just a few moments to speak about something that in my work, I, I've 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 heard this recently um, from several people and um, not specifically pointing to any one client or anything like that, but it's it's kind of a theme that I have seen. And I say recently, actually, I've seen it for a long time, this situation that happens. And I don't know, it, it does happen often with people who are, say, gay or lesbian or stuff like that, um, those types of identities. However, I think maybe it happens even more with bisexuals. But, you know, I, I don't know if that's the case or not, really. I think it it kind of applies toward what I'm talking about here is judging someone's outing. I know that there's a lot of people I work with, you know, being that I am uh, <laughs> considered an old guy in the game, so to speak. You know, a lot of people look at me and they think I'm old as the Bible itself, but I'm not. Uh, but I have been around a while. I have been on the scene for a while. I have been helping people for well over 30 years. So I have been there, done that. But one of the things that I know is that I often attract I, I do attract younger people who want to sort of get that grandpa, you know, opinion, uh, that that aged wisdom, if you will. But truthfully, predominantly, I would say that I attract older adults as far as potential clients or students to my material. And and that stands to reason. I mean, you know, you know, old we, we attract likeness, right? And and I do consider myself an older adult. Um, but anyway. One of the things that I know about older people within the community is for many of those people, especially if they're anywhere close to my age, probably spent a lot of their life in the closet. And there are multitude of reasons for that. There are reasons such as, you know, the climate of the, the social climate that we were raised in and, and we lived in. I mean, there was not at all the support and the and the encouragement and the resources there are today in the greater community. And for a lot of us who are older, we grew up in a time where it was still a lot of vulgarity names associated with any type of identity within the the greater uh, just let me say queer community although older people typically don't don't like that term and i get it because it was such a derogatory term for most of our lives so you know we still carry some of that uh, with us in our older age but anyway whatever the case may be a lot of people were not comfortable because you know there were still so many attacks and there were still so many i mean i knew a young man who was a little bit younger than me and i pretty much knew he was gay from you know time he was just a little fellow i mean it, it is one of those things you know i i it's hard to assume i guess but if, if we could ever assume this gentleman um i i you know, I sort of felt he probably was. And indeed, he did come out later in life. But what I do remember is once he had res had reached early adult age, um, he had gone to a, a, a bar in our city, the, the city where I was raised. And um, 
he had gone there, and when he left, he was met by two guys, and they beat the hooey out of him, basically. And he really he wound up in the hospital. He was really hurt. He did survive. He did get through that. But, I mean, it, it made all the news. It became a big deal. And that just that was not that unusual during this time. It was a lot of people who were very hesitant in coming out as part of the community because they were not they weren't sure how they were going to be treated. And I know there's still violence today. Obviously, we've had shootings and other things that happened in in bars and things uh, where people have gathered. But for the most part, there is at least more safety in coming out these days than you know ever before. But um, some people for and it may be that safety issue, but for others, it's life issues. There are then some people that are older and they've stayed in the closet because they they had to try to deny their sexuality. And in fact, many of them pursued a heterosexual relationship, hoping sort of that that would, quote, cure them. And for many people, they stayed, stayed dedicated to that heterosexual relationship. In fact, I would dare say there are many older adults who are, you know, late 40s, 50s, 60s, even older, who are still in a heterosexual relationship or stayed in a heterosexual relationship who were not heterosexual. And yet because of the environment in which they raised, because of the time frame, because of everything going on, they didn't they never felt the comfortableness to come out for whatever reason they decided it just they just couldn't do it. And you know, one of the things that I have often seen is when people choose not to do that and, and come out, or they come out very subtly or they come out very quietly, so to speak, and they don't make a big deal and they don't discuss their sexuality even. Maybe they are gay and they don't, you know, deny it, but they don't go out and, you know, promote it or or wear gay clothing, you know, you know, bandanas or or jewelry or, you know, anything else or or wave a flag, whatever the case may be. A lot of people really look at those people as weak and they look at them as something less than. And there's a lot of judgment, I think, that goes in toward people in how they live out their identity. And I find this quite odd because people within the LGBTQ plus community are people who really want to be accepted and loved by the greater world. They want they want people to, you know, just acknowledge their existence accept that they exist, give them all the freedoms that they enjoy, and not even necessarily they have to support, but they, you know, just don't deny. But they they want acceptance. People within the community want acceptance. And then I find it ironic that a lot of times people in the community then don't accept other people in their way of living out their identity. And I have to ask, what are we doing? Why are we treating other people who are struggling and hurting and trying to do the best they can to live as authentically as they can when it doesn't meet other people's expectations or desires for them? Then they can often be attacked. And in my mind, I'm going, wait a minute, this is the same thing that we're fighting against outside of the community. So why are we turning on one another? in this way and having these expectations for other people when I don't think that's our right or responsibility or privilege. So I just simply ask the question for us. 
do I extend the grace to other people within the community to live the life the way they feel is right for them, even if it's still in the closet? Do I give them that grace and love and consideration? Or do I judge them and think they're weak and harbor ill will and feelings toward them? I don't know. That's, that's my question for today. What do you think? Anyway, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye, my friend. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.